0: You're tuning into the Fearless Fridays with Marianne podcast. As a selling author, certified life coach, and speaker, I created this podcast to inspire, empower, and transform you from the inside out. From time to time, you may hear a solo episode, but for the most part, we will be joined by real-life guests who have overcome adversity. But as they have done the work, today they are thriving. So grab your pen and paper as we get started, and learn firsthand tips and tricks to change the trajectory of your lives so we can live a free, fearless, and fabulous life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. I am your host, Marianne Rivera-Danners, known as the Fearless Living Expert. And today we have a great guest with us, um, someone that I don't necessarily um, always um, connect with but we have a male on the show today so let's bring him on and get started hi how are you
1: i'm doing fine thank you for having me marion
0: you're welcome you're welcome so let's get started tell us your name and a little bit about yourself
1: absolutely my name is reginald Gant. um just a little bit about me proud husband proud father of five i'm a baltimorean born here and raised in the baltimore maryland area uh hr by day But my whole purpose in life is to uh, help men become better. So, you know, my whole ministry, my whole service, uh, the last few years has been around, you know, empowering men and fathers and husbands to, to become, you know, what God has called them to be.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So what made you pursue this, you know, make pursue this as a passion, you know, and create a business around it?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. So um, it's interesting because it definitely wasn't my idea. I can tell you that. But around 2009, God started to speak to me. And I specifically remember that God told me that I would be a leader of leaders and that I would be a leader of men. And I thought that to be really interesting because in that particular moment in life, like uh, I wasn't leading anybody. Uh, I was actually personally struggling with, with several things. I was struggling through relationships. My self-esteem, my self-confidence, you know, wasn't where it was supposed to be. But in 2009, God said, Reggie, you, you'll be a leader of leaders. You'll be a leader of men. And that's kind of when it started. And it's so ironic because I remember one night at the dinner table in 2019 as my wife and I, we were eating dinner uh, 10 years after, you know, God spoke to me for the very first time. And I looked up in in those 10 years that I found myself leading in business. Leading in my community, I was the men's ministry leader at our church. I still am. Um, and it, I just kind of sat for a moment and I said, God, you're incredible because what you said came to pass. So, for me, um, I turned my passions into you know business. Yeah. Uh, I do coaching, you know, I publish books, but I'll probably talk a little bit about that. But I just believe in service, I believe in adding value. I have a mantra, um, you know, called serve, and that's seek excellence, respect, and value every day, right? Every day that we wake up, we should chase after excellence. We should respect the time that God has allotted us. We should add value. People and places and things should be better after an encounter with us. Um, So yeah, that's what I would say. 2009, that's when he started to whisper into my ear and here we are all these years later.
0: That's beautiful. So what was that, you know, like what was your mindset like when, you know, you heard God speaking to you and you're probably like, wait, what? Who me? Why yeah. me? Things like that. What were the, some of the steps that you took to get to where you are today?
1: Yeah, so interesting. Um <laughs> I kind of was like Moses. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I remember when Moses first when God first started to speak to Moses and he he came with all of these excuses. Um and I did the same thing. Um, but what happened for me, Marianne, which is what I hope what happened for a lot of men as we struggle through life as we're uncertain about things you know as media uh, entertainment or whatever as it kind of construes what manhood looks like what does fatherhood look like what i decided to do was to turn to my book of instruction for daily living so i picked up the bible and i began to believe what the word of god said about me and actually so much so that i wrote my first book Back in, I don't even remember what year it was. I, I believe it was 2015, right around the time my wife and I got married. And the book was called Serve Yourself to Greatness. And what it was, was it was a 30 day book of affirmations specifically for men. Um, it was specifically for men who were like me. You know, maybe you were a husband, maybe you were a dad, uh, but maybe your confidence wasn't where it needed to be. And we know that it takes 21 days, so they say, to break a bad habit. So I wrote a 30 day book of affirmations. And it was an affirmation a day, it was backed by scripture. Uh, I wrote some provocative questions, you know, things that made men think deep. And uh, I challenged them to go, you know, the whole 30 days. And it worked for me. Mm-hmm. So I I started to share that with others. So much so to the two, Marianne. I believe I've written down over 700 plus affirmations now to date. Wow. Uh, probably plan on releasing all of those maybe at a later time, different books, things of that nature.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. So, you know, working with men, what would you say, especially, you know, men of, you know, black or, you know, Latin men, what would you say is like the biggest obstacle keeping men stuck and lacking confidence to live the life that they deserve and desire?
1: Yeah. Lack of clarity. That's a great question, Marianne. A lot of men are unclear. And a lot of conversations that I have center around the fact that if you don't know who you are, and it's kind of hard to know who you are. So once you tap into who's you are, once you understand that your creator created you for a very specific reason, once it, it sets in that your life has purpose, it has meaning. Otherwise, it wouldn't be here. Um, once men get clear on that, then, you know, if somebody coming along, maybe offering uh, some advice, some mentorship, some coaching, asking the right questions, you know, a man who desires to become more will become more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's an old mantra that says, you know, when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Right. But for me, what I've noticed, you know, cause I, I work with hundreds of men, um, a lack of clarity. There's a lack of vision. And it's not necessarily always the man's fault because sometimes he didn't have a man in his life so he's trying to figure it out as 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 he goes along as well and that's okay but a man has to be hungry you know he he wants to be clear he has to want to be clear he has to want a vision and once men get clear i've seen men do amazing things and i'm sure you have as well
0: right yeah so how do you break from that you know how do you get to the point of knowing what you desire And i know you spoke about you know the book of life you know the the bible and knowing whose you are but what are some of the you know other tools and things like that that individuals men can start putting into practice to figure out what it is that they truly want and what they truly desire
1: that's that's a fantastic question you know there are a lot of assessments out there that men can take um particularly i know a lot of men they like to work in areas in which they're strong so some of the questions that i ask men, like if you could do anything you know like if if work wasn't an option if you know earning money was already out of the way like what are those things what is that thing that you would do on a daily basis right that would get you up out of bed that would get you excited and then i would encourage them to explore that i know a lot of men they like to work in areas in which they're strong and you know the areas in which they're not as strong you know they kind of want to shy away from that you know because it exposes you know a weaker side than They may be comfortable, but if you can tap into, and and that comes through questions, that comes through just observation. You know, I encourage man to, you know, tap into the folks around you. You know, if you have a spouse, ask your spouse, ask your family members, ask your friends, you know, hey, like what are the things that you see that I'm good at? What are the things that you see that I'm excited about? And, you know, what can you take and do with those things to not only make yourself a better person, but to add value to society? For me, for example, uh, Marianne, I remember when I first started in government, I noticed that you and I had HR Yes, yeah. I've been in HR since 2006. I love the field. I love everything about it. And what I noticed when I first got started way back when was that black and brown folks, folks like you and I, they had difficulties selling themselves on paper. They didn't know how to do the resume. They didn't know how to interview all of that great so i decided to take home some resumes and i studied the ones that look really good and i began to practice on family and friends you know just doing their resumes just for fun for free just to see if we can make a difference Mm -hmm. folks started to get interviews folks started to get jobs folks started to get into the government and i turned that into a business and actually i'm so glad that i did because that's how i was introduced to my wife my wife and i met because she's also an hr oh
0: okay
1: and And i'm telling you man like if you're listening out there and you're a male like you never know you can find your your spouse (laughs) you're walking in your giftings and your callings, but you know take some time ask folks around you to identify what are those things you know about me that you know that you feel make me stand out and then it 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 takes some self-assessment some time you know men have to carve out time to be intentional about their own personal growth and development as well yeah
0: And so you mentioned that, you know, we mentioned that you are also an author. So can you dig a a little deeper into the books that you have written? And what was the driving force between those books, you know, behind those books?
1: So all of my books are centered around greatness. Uh, Every single book that I have, and actually I'm working on book number five. I saw that's also something that you and I had.
0: Yes. (laughs) A lot of
1: common, We have a lot in common. But um, so my first book was a book of affirmations. It was called Serve Yourself to Greatness. It was for men. Um, because I was a father at that time, I was a father of three. Now my wife and I have five beautiful children, ranging in age from 22 all the way down to two. It's amazing. It's incredible. Um, my second book was called Serve Your Children to Greatness. And that was mm. for the small child, for the child that's like, you know, 10, 11 years of age and younger. And what that's designed to do is that's designed for the parent to read uh, that to their child at night. So that's also a 30 day book of affirmations. And um it comes with an exercise. So the the child asks the parent a question, You know, tell me a time when blah, blah, blah. And what that does is it allows the parent and child to bond. It allows the child to actually practice their reading skills because they can actually read the book to their parents or the parents can read it to their child. But the child is also being affirmed. And one of the things that I noticed that's really missing in our culture and society today is the affirmation about children. So I followed that up with serve your teen to greatness because teenagers are different than 10-year-old kids, right? Teenagers have a different, uh, they just have a different experience altogether, especially with social media. Right. Um, and then my my most favorite book to date is called Your Greatness Unleashed. And what that is, is that's that's just all about greatness. I just studied the the word. Um, I just dug into it for a few months and I just wrote a book about what does it take for your your greatness to be unleashed and when I talk to men you know one of the things that I leave them with is that you know your greatness unleashed is what this world is waiting on and then I ask the question how long will you keep us waiting mm.
0: right.
1: it's your greatness your family is waiting for your greatness to be unleashed your spouse your children is waiting for your greatness to be unleashed how long will you keep us waiting yeah. and then right now I'm working on book number five uh, my wife and I we're about to launch a non we're just waiting for the paperwork to be official with the IRS. Um, and that book is going to be centered around male pain and the whole experience around male pain, male pain is a, is a topic that touches everybody. Everybody at some point in their, in their life had an experience with male pain, whether it was through a father or through a spouse or, you know, a family friend or whatever. And um, that book is going to be amazing. You know, once once we release that, which will probably be later on this year.
0: You know, and that's a great point that you you know brought up about pain. You know, what is your you know opinion, your views on therapy, especially for the black men?
1: It's a must. It's a must. You know, and I put up a post. I post quite a quite a bit on LinkedIn. LinkedIn is my my platform of choice. Um, And I tell men all the time. You know, I I get straight real with men. It's okay to cry. I tell men, look, you don't have to be Superman all the time. It's okay if your family sees you as Clark Kent. Clark Kent was just a regular old person. He was weak. He was feeble. He made mistakes. He had flaws. Like you don't have to wear the S on your chest all the time. And the reason why I started my organization Serve for Men is because actually I noticed that there was a void uh, for safe spaces for men. I know that I didn't have one. There were certain things that I could talk to my wife about, but as a man, there's, certain things that i cannot and i will not discuss with my wife because i want to bounce that off of other brothers other fathers right other husbands so i created a space you know and we started to meet in person and now we do it virtually as well so that folks all around the globe can tune in it's only for men um but mental health is is it's a must it's mandatory you have to have an outlet you have to have a safe space where you can unpack and learn and relearn and unlearn you know in certain situations you know how to be a man how to be a father how to be a husband and i I wish more black men and brown men took advantage of that Marianne.
0: you know and i love the fact that you know the way you're speaking about it because there's such a stigma you know uh, you know you know society especially when it comes to you know black and brown men you know you got to be strong you know you can't be weak you can't do this you can't do that a real man wouldn't do this a real man wouldn't do that yeah. that it keeps them stuck and you know living in an unfulfilled life
1: i unpack all of that in my male pain book. i i can't wait you know because we are taught you know as children like mm-hmm. and i find myself doing that with my four boys at times you know my boys right now they're two four seven and twelve and it's not a day that goes by in my house when somebody's not crying like not a day you know, especially if you have a two-year-old, of course, the two-year-old cries, right? But it's not a day that goes by when somebody's not crying. And I oftentimes find myself catching myself because I'm saying, hey, like, like, suck it up, tough it up, mm-hmm. right? You fell down. Okay, so what? Get back up, wipe yourself off. And then I have to realize, you know, I have to unlearn those things. It's okay for my child to cry, right? He's crying because he doesn't have the vocabulary. He doesn't know the words to say just yet. So instead of just telling him to tough it up, you know, allow him to cry, allow him to have his moment, but also help him to articulate himself and to share what he's feeling or what's happening in that moment so that we can work our way through it. And uh, I think we just need a new generation of uh, of men willing to do that, not only to their sons, but to their daughters as well.
0: Right. Yeah. So you have four books out. You're a coach. You're also an HR professional. You are, you know, a father, a husband. How do you balance it? How do you, you know, what's your rhythm? <laughs> yeah.
1: So we uh <laughs> it's a lot of long days, you know, but I'll say to God be the glory. Um my wife and I, we have an incredible support system. We have our moms that are local, we have our siblings that are local as well. Um we take time. So my wife and I, we do what we call staycation. So once a quarter, you know, she'll go away once a quarter. I'll go away and we'll do this by ourselves uh, and then we go away together and then um, we date every month. So we intentionally have date night every single month. And what I've noticed is that there's done amazing things for our marriage. Our marriage has got a, a brand new spark. We're in year number eight of marriage. Um, so the, the intentional fact of knowing that we have at least one date that month just does wonders and we carve out, you know, anywhere between three to five hours. It's just us, you know, to reconnect as husband and wife because my wife is also super busy. She's a CEO, Um, you know, she's in ministry as well. She's a part of several women's groups. She's on boards of directors, you know, busy people, right? That's what we are a young family, busy folks, but you have to make that intentional time to, you know, spend it with your family, but also to spend it with yourself as well. You have to know who you are. And at the end of the day, I know that I need that rest. I need that relaxation because I need to come back to my family rejuvenated, you know, and then I jump right back into it, you know, until the next time. That's
0: so good. That's so good. Letters are, what the words for serve. Oh, what serve.
1: Absolutely. So serve, the, um, there's three different ways that, that I love to use it. All right. So I definitely want you to capture these. Serve stands for seek excellence, respect, value every day. And what that means is that every day that we wake up, we should be seeking excellence. We should be chasing after excellence. We tell our children all the time, if you're going to do something, either be excellent or don't do it at all. Right. Don't waste your time being average. the R stands for respect every day that we wake up. Right. Respect the time that God has given you. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. You know, we see that, you know, I tell my wife often, you know, even us just leaving out of our homes. Yeah. It's not a guarantee that we'll come back that day, right? So respect the time that God has given you. Respect your gifts. Respect your talents. Respect your time. And use it, right? To do what? To add value. That's what the V is. To add value to society. Things and people should always be better after an encounter with you. So that first way that I use, service: is seek excellence, respect, value every day. Um, when I'm in the church setting that I use it a different way and it stands for spiritual excellence, reproduces value everywhere. And I've noticed that, you know, when a person is excellent, especially when their spirit is excellent, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter who you are. If you have an excellent spirit, it's just something that oozes out of you that makes things better around you. You know, and I, my pastor is, a, is an amazing example of that. Um, I mean. You can't be in his presence for more than five to ten minutes without picking up some kind of gym, some kind of nugget, something that's going to make you better. And then the last way that uh, I like to use, and I use this when I'm talking to maybe um, those in high school, maybe those in college. You know, I do a lot of training, a lot of professional development, personal development. Uh, The S stands for speak it. Speak it. The Bible says speak those things that are not as if they were. The E stands for expect it. After you speak whatever it is that you want, expect that God is going to show up and show out. That's the E. Expect it. Speak it. Expect it. The R is receive it. After you spoke it, after the expectation has been set, receive with grace what God is going to send your way. Then the V is value it. And then the E is my favorite, right? After you do all of that, after you value it, the E is turn around and empower someone else with mm-hmm. what you just got from the Lord so speak it expect it receive that. it value it empower others with it and those are the three different ways that I use serve
0: I like that I like that so as we get ready to you know wind down what do you, what are you working out for your business what do you have forward? you know looking forward to in the
1: rest of 2023. Absolutely. So like I said earlier, um, the nonprofit is where we're just waiting on the official 501c3. It's going to be called CHAINS, and that stands for Connecting Humanity and Influencing New Standards. It's going to be a workforce um, development-based nonprofit. My wife and I having that background in HR, having that background in training and development. What we want to do is be a resource to folks in the Baltimore, Maryland area when it comes to uh job readiness when it comes to employment so we're going to be offering services um to those over the age of 50 right quote unquote senior citizens we're going to be offering service to those in the bipop community services to those who are returning home right those who are ex-offenders we're going to be helping them with their resumes with their interviewing with branding themselves with internships right fellowships with employment um and then you know we'll grow it from there so we hope to officially get that paperwork and then maybe have a soft launch. Maybe the end of this year, uh, the book mail pain actually is going to be the first product or service that we're going to release through the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I plan on doing is actually taking that book, me as the executive director of the nonprofit, once it's up and running, um, and just taking that book and using it for speaking engagements, you know, uh, training and development, I plan on starting, uh, a men's program, a father's program, a program for marriage. And then, you know, we'll see where we go from there.
0: That's awesome. My next question to you is, what does fearless living mean to you?
1: Such a fantastic question. So for me, fearless living means that I fully become the man, the father, the husband that God has created me to be. And in the process of doing that, that I turn around and I become a light and inspiration for other men to do the same for them and their families. I
0: love that, I love that. And final question, where can our audience connect with you, purchase a copy of your book and learn more about your program?
1: Absolutely, so the website, uh, again, the name of the organization is Serve For Men. The website is www.serve4men.com. So the website is serve4men.com. Um, you definitely can reach out to me directly through the website on LinkedIn, on Facebook. You can find me by my name. It's Reginald Gantt, G-A-N-T. I'm not hard to find. I'm on Instagram, but I'm not really active, so I don't really share the Instagram handle. Okay. I haven't checked it in a few months, but Reginald Gantt, LinkedIn, Reginald Gantt, Facebook, through the website, serve4men.com. Uh, you can email me. I believe my cell phone is there as well. You can text me or call me directly. I'm not hard to find at all, Marianne.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much for being with
1: us today. I appreciate this opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Fearless Fridays with Marianne. As your host, I am grateful for you and I invite you to share this podcast and don't forget to leave a review. Let's connect on Facebook at the Fearless Living Coach page or on Instagram at Marianne Rivera Dannert can also visit my website, MarianneRiveraDannard.com, and sign up for some freebies as you start to live a fearless life. Until next time. Hi, I'm Kelly. And I'm Kelly, the host of Getting Real with Bossy, the real, raw, and honest podcast about small business ownership. We created Bossy to be a safe place to ask the hard questions and to get support that's necessary.